only way I'd be, be getting into that is by a total accident. Yeah, so, exactly. That's how I'm going to get into Bitcoin yeah. is that it just shows up on my computer randomly. Yeah. Well, that seems like <laughs> legit. That seems legitimate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to do this? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Nice. The enthusiasm. We love yeah. it. Yeah. It's magic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now that was an, exp- an impressive beginning, huh? wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. All right, welcome to the Big Story Podcast. I'm Alex, and um, today we have Dustin Weaver with us. We, me, the two of us are we technically. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stick with that. So, I have myself here too. Yeah, you yourself and I. Yes. Um, how you doing, man? Good, good. I'm. I'm hopeful that uh, this this time we can get this going. Yeah, so if, if anybody is aware of the the saga, there's probably three people out there in the world who understand this. But yeah, this is a this is the third at bat. So we and we and apparently we almost lost this at bat. Some there was a, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I had um I was recording, I was recording with somebody and I hadn't plugged my computer in, and mm. it just stopped. Like I'm in the middle of the, like middle of talking to someone. Um, thank you. <clears throat> system just keeps it going. So I was able to plug in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, okay. I also had a, I had con cough from okay. going to, uh, um, what was it? Uh, to, to Heroes Con. Mm. And I, I, I remember talking to someone like a week later, like that, that week I got back and I had to record with somebody and I just had these terrible, Oh, it was, it was Tom Mueller. And I had these terrible, terrible coughing fits. So I had to like edit like these huge, like five minute hacking fests out. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I do, I, I record a little, uh, sort of podcast thing that I put on my Patreon. Uh, and the, uh, the, I go, I edit so much. yeah yeah it's it's i i try i try not to because i'm like oh because it's a rabbit hole like i'm no i'm gonna like i would end up getting really crazy in it um and there was a a visual thing here like it's doesn't make sense you know but i'll I'll tell you man like the numbers bear out like more people listen than watch so yeah I, i think it's just that like conversations are things that like you can you can kind of it's like eavesdropping you're kind of mm-hmm. involved in the conversation but you don't have to sit and stare at people all the time yeah um yeah yeah and that you were you were saying about like the the not talking thing like it's so funny like if you don't talk for a while like your voice just doesn't come yeah yeah every time i i do that podcast with my uh with my friend uh dj bryant uh who is who also makes comics and uh and I, I don't know, I require at least like 30 minutes of just talking with him before we get started because I'm sitting not talking to anybody so much of the day. So it's so weird. It's it's a real thing. Like I, I will I'll find if I'm sitting and working all day long and my wife come back, comes back from her studio and my voice just isn't there. Like it's just this yeah. thin thing. I'm like, it's it's tough. I I'll, I'll sometimes I'll sit and play the guitar and sing and that kind of mm-hmm. forces. Yeah. Like, my body to work again but yeah it's a it's i won't do that for you i won't sing here. yeah um I, we could we could sing a little bit just to get warmed up we can yeah, a little, do it a little do a little simon and garfunkel yeah there we go yeah so um 
yeah dude so let's let's just let's uh let's go so what are you i mean you've got the patreon and you've been doing that for a while how mm -hmm. like how are you finding the experience in patreon it's an interesting and mysterious world i would say um yeah i don't know uh i don't know how to feel about it i mean it is like basically i'm doing a blog uh like i used to do i've 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 always had a blog going or something you know posting about whatever i've got going on or uh you know, I like to talk about myself in that form format. So um, it, it's like that, but, it, but yeah, people are paying to see it. I, I feel, I don't know, like, uh, but, but I don't have too many people on there. Um, right. It's, uh, it's just a few people if they, they want to support, but it's at the same time, it's like, I would, it's, it's very nice of them, but I almost feel like sometimes like, maybe I should just make all of this like totally free and people can just support if they want to through the Patreon. And I'll just, cause yeah. you know, I, I feel kind of like, um, you know, just through witnessing social media and whatever, it really feels like any kind of creator really just wants to share what they create. Yeah. The money aspect is like this, you know, it's a dirty thing. Yeah, it's a dirty, it's a dirty side of it. And it, it would be so nice if it wasn't there because really it does seem like everybody would just be creating and sharing these things freely if they could. And sure. if it made sense, uh, I know I would like, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would, you know, I'm always posting artwork and whatever. I just want to like go, Hey, look, look what I did, right. you know? Well, yeah, because I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, it's like that feeling like when you were a kid and you did a drawing like, you know, in school or something, you wanted to like yeah. show your friends and, you know, the, like, it's just kind of like, it's the kind of natural kind of vibe of it, you know, but like mm -hmm. stuff costs stuff. That's the problem. Like if it wasn't. Yeah. You know, like if hosting a podcast, like audio and video on Patreon was like, it's not free. You got to pay for that stuff somewhere. Yeah. So it, it's like something like there's be nice offset. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just started Substack um, not too long ago. And yeah. uh, so far, I'm liking it because the the the, mm -hmm. the 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 newsletter tool is nicer than that. I found that Patreon had. Uh -huh. And they also the the audio and the video hosting is free. So, mm. um, yeah, so they're beta testing the, the video. I hope it actually sticks because otherwise mm -hmm. I don't I'm gonna do but yeah I don't know I mean it, it, yeah I mean it, like yeah like hey if you like it pay for it cool if you don't don't right. it, it would be nice if that would be the the route um mm. you know I don't know yeah it's it's a weird thing and it, maybe I mean we are so it's so new maybe this is all just kind of like version one like maybe version two will have a better solution for everyone uh, yeah I I don't know anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't get, yeah, I don't get the newsletter from uh from uh whatever Silicon Valley, so they don't yeah. tell me what's going on. Yeah. So I mean, now do you I mean, do you find any sort of like because I mean you're doing your book, like your comic mm -hmm. on Patreon. So like is that something that like you know you're like, hey, this is the easiest way for me to do it, this is the way that I want to do it. Like, what was your sort of your decision tree? Um, I did that in just to keep myself uh, working on it really. Cause, um, you know, I'm, I'm pub I've published the five issues through image and, and, uh, and there's really no 
there's no deadlines. There's no boss. There's nothing. I'm not answering to anybody. It could fall off the face of the earth and nobody would say anything to me. I mean, there'd be, thankfully, some people who'd be like, hey, where's that? Where's the rest of the comic? Oh, but, <laughs> but I don't, they're not my, you know, I'm not really answering to them. Mm -hmm. But uh, putting it on Patreon, I honestly, I don't, I don't really want a lot of people checking it out on Patreon because that's not the intended place for it you know i intend yeah. to publish publish the issues it's just to keep me going like okay i gotta have a page this week you know sure. so it keeps me going okay so it's so so okay so it's your it's your basically your credibility factor like because like if left to your own devices you're probably like the majority of all you know comic book creators are like well well mm, later yeah, it's what well, for a while uh, I was uh, I was working on it and uh, um, realizing that I uh, needed to have an you know income coming in while I was working on my own thing. Yeah. And so I was you know I started taking a lot of cover gigs. This would have been in like uh, 2018, 2019. Uh, started doing a lot of covers and and you know the more the more I took on in that way it just was pulling it just pulls your attention also changing gears like just changing gears from a project to a different project uh, can really slow you down like you, you just kills momentum every time so um, I was hopeful that I could go that I could that I could maybe not take as much of that, of that kind of work and stay focused. And that's what part of why I started the Patreon, you know, it's not, I don't know. Uh, at this point, I'm just, I've just been trying to bank a lot of, a lot of work, uh, so that I can come back with a, with a good run, um, of, of issues and, um, uh, which, which, uh, looks like, um, if all goes according to plan, I'll have my next, I'll be putting out the next issue at the start of next year. So, uh, wow. yeah. So, and, I, I, so no, we'll finish your, your thought. I, I got mine locked in. Um, I was just going to say, I think I might be doing it in a, a quarterly. Okay. So the issues are long. The, the, this is what we're talking about. Packless. Yeah. Uh, that's a good and, idea. That's, yeah. <laughs> talk about yeah. Uh, the, the, the issues are long. They're like 56 pages each. So mm -hmm. it's the last time I put those out, like one right after the other, I had them all like done. And then it's just, you know, then I'm sitting there with like, okay, I'm on to issue six and I've gotten a lot of it done, but um, there's no way I can keep, you know, I don't know. Right. Well, yeah. you can't keep it. You can't keep like a, yeah, you can't obviously monthly because it's too long and bi-monthly becomes crazy. Um, yeah. Quarterly. There's some hope. There's some hope with the quarterly. Yeah. How do you like, so like, so one thing that I always struggle with and I, and I'd love, I'd love to hear how you struggle with it um, is like, you're working on your thing. So like your thing is the, is your, you know, it's your, it's your passion project and you're like, okay, I'm doing this and it feels great to work on it. But how do you handle the, you know, the email slash phone call from client work? So, you know, the, the, you know, a publisher calls or emails and says, hey, we want you to do like, how do you handle that? Because it's so for me, it's super hard to go. All right, cool. 
I will deal with this in two hours when I'm done with my block of time that I've locked out for this. Like for me, I just go, oh, I got to work on that thing for the client to make sure the client's happy. Like do mm. you have a problem? No, you're obviously you're a regular human being unlike me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, so you're talking about like, if I take on that job, how yeah. do I? Because uh, yeah. a lot of times I I have become very good at saying no to things. Uh, I've learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, it's key. It's key to say yeah. <laughs> saying, saying no to some things. Um, you know, I haven't, for the most part, I've taken on um, short things. Like I said, like I said, like covers or uh, like the most I've done in the last few years is like I did a single issue of uh, of an Eternals uh, one shot. Yeah, right. And um, <clears throat> that's that was like the longest the longest job I've had in like, I don't, I don't know, like many, many years now uh, <laughs> since since. Yeah, since uh, 2017, I think uh, oh. I've been just taking like short, like luckily there's been some things like, like I did like uh you know, uh, just like six or eight pages of uh, there's a Spider-Man noir thing I did, which was only six pages or um, but mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I um, set my personal work aside, focus on that, get it done and then return to the personal stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be those things have deadlines. My thing doesn't. That's right. Part of the problem with uh, with staying uh, disciplined with your own project is that yeah. being self self disciplined and motivated. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, it is. It's always nice to return to doing my own thing because uh, it is sort of it is just pleasing myself. Uh, especially at this point, I've been I've been just like slowly working on it over years and uh, nobody's seeing any of it really, except for like a handful of people on Patreon and they don't say anything to me. Like I don't get like a lot of, <laughs> I don't get like a lot of feedback. I'm just going out to like a handful of people. I'm like, okay. Um, so it is sort of like just creating in a vacuum. So it really is like five bucks. So that's, that should be all the thanks you need. Yeah, right? exactly. I can't expect any more than that. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really is just a matter of like going like pleasing yourself, making, you know, like I'm happy to create things and go like, oh, I like this. Totally. Yeah. No, I, that, that, I mean, that makes complete sense, sense to me. Um, <clears throat> so like, I mean, let's, I mean, let's, let's kind of wheel the thing back. So, I mean, like, you know, you've been doing a lot of work. I mean, you, you got into the industry, I mean, you got into the industry, you know, to draw comic books, I'm assuming for publishers, like you were like, Hey, yeah. I, yeah. Cause some people get in the industry, like I've got a story, like the, Hey, I've got a comic that I want to make. And they go out there and they make this comic to what, you know, to what level are they choose to do it. So like, but you like intended to get in the industry as a comic book, you know, artist. Um, yeah. So that, and that, so that's a different roads before you say, Hey, I'm going to do my own thing. Like that's an interesting sort of, kind of pathway um, because, and I think it might be, you know, cause it's tough. It's tough when you are sort of like, you know, a gun for hire mm -hmm. and you say, Hey, I'm going to do my, do a thing now. Like it's a kind of a, you know, it's a scary proposition. Um, yeah. But I kind of see that the market, the way comics live right now is that 
it really embraces this sort of duality of cool. You get to draw the Eternals and I'm super psyched to see you draw the Eternals or whatever it is. And I also am really excited to see what you have to show. That's completely mm. your own thing. Um, so like, what was the thing for you that like you said, like, I got to do this, like this one thing on my own. It was, it was always the plan, you know, when, uh, when I was, becoming a fan of comics that was like right i was a fan of comics for like a year before image began okay okay and that's really when when i was like oh wait there's something to do here uh like for me before then it was like uh um it was just cool stuff to draw you know i was looking i liked i was a drawing kid and so you know finding comics was like oh look at all this cool stuff to draw i could you know Mm-hmm. I can copy this picture or that picture and I can make my own characters or whatever. But like, it was just, it was great for a drawer. Yep. And then image comes along and I'm like, Oh, okay. This is like a place where you can actually make your own things and do your own thing. But you know, for me, that was like the model. I was like, okay, so you pay your dues, you know, you get into the industry, you, you become the number one comic book artist in the world. And then you start your own thing. <laughs> sure. So that's what I have to do. It's so simple. Why not? Why doesn't everyone do that? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's the plan. I will have that done by what, 16 years old. I think I can manage that. Um, it took, yeah, uh, it took me longer to break into the industry, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that was the idea. It was always, I have my own things that I want to do the entire time, you know, through high school, whatever, I'm making up my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm kind of keeping on top of, for me, it was like, I wanted to work for Wildstorm. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I was like staying on top of like what they were doing. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, interested in that. And, and, um, but, you know, my thinking was like, sure, you come in and you'll draw and, and maybe draw like a, a run of backlash or something. <laughs> or you come in and you do some gen 13 and then you, you, you know, you jump off, you do your own thing. That's what all of these people were doing. Right. But by the time I was breaking in the industry, things had changed uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but that was always, that was always the plan. It's so, you know, what, what is, what I think is super interesting is that you, you like you and whatever, you know, you're, age group of you know of people who are interested in doing comic books at you know at a young age this template is appears yeah now previous to that like the template was really really different it was either you were way outside of whatever marvel and dc were publishing so Mm -hmm. you weren't going to clearly you weren't going to get work there and it's not to say that that was lesser work i mean no one's going to say yusagi yojimbo is lesser work than anything else it's freaking amazing but he wasn't going to be drawing you know the x-men that's just how that's yeah. how it goes and so it was a very sort of like these kind of like really like independent people out there doing their thing um you know and people who maybe had been shirked by the industry you know or, you know like hey, um, <laughs> damn you i'm gonna show you i'm gonna do my own yeah. thing and so but then all of a sudden you know 19 was it 91 rolls around 90 i guess it was nine. Was it 91? 92 is when, when, is when it, image began. Okay. So, so 92 rolls around and like this giant thing happens, you mm-hmm. know, 
And I got into the business in 91. So I get in the business with these guys who were sort of on the top of the, you know, riding the wave. Yeah. You know, like there was nothing, yeah. nothing bigger. And, you know, you felt like the tiniest little person in the, in the, you know, you know, in the Marvel, you know, offices going, yeah. Hey, can I get some work? And meanwhile, it's like, you know, X-Men is, you know, yeah. Todd McFarlane and it's just blowing, you know, out the door and you go, okay. You know, and then a year later, like it's a ghost town and like an image hits and just blows everything up. So like for you to say like, Oh, well, that's what you can do now. Like if you were like five years older, you might've gone like, well, I guess it's just go get a job drawing comic books. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, and there's also the whole idea of image, you know, those guys are really pushing this like creator owned, like the, the Marvel takes advantage of us, you know, because we're, um, and so that was all baked right into my brain uh, where I'm like, okay, you can't, they, like you gotta do your own thing you just have to but like but they had their name in place you know they had their reputation they had this this whole thing so i you know coming into uh into creating for marvel i'm i do feel like you know that 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 it, that was the goal the goal was to to take that path but uh, unlike Unlike those guys, I think that they like my eyes were open to, you know, to what the deal was, you know, right. like I'm I'm working for them. This is their stuff. You know, yeah. uh, it's um, it's a it's a job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that the, there's no, that's no reason, of course, to not to do your best and try to uh, inject, you know, uh, real artistry into things and real creativity and in some in some of you know put you putting yourself into it because all those things are going to like help you to to be good you know that's you know and and you know you want to be proud of the work you do so um it's but but yeah I, i come at it with my eyes open to like what the deal is i'm working for corporate comics i guess you know you know, and it's also a two-way street, you know? I mean, the thing is, is that, like, you know, like, Todd McFarlane wouldn't be the giant he was if he was on, you know, pick the lowest selling book in the, you know, like, I mean, Spider-Man is an incredible platform to show off your, your, your skills. The X-Men are an unbelievable platform. Like, these are, these are, you know, so it's this kind of thing. Like, I mean, if you did a, I don't know, like, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't, I can't think of like the not popular characters. But if you did like you know, your Batman story and you did a whatever not so popular character story, well, that Batman story is just going to sell more just because it's Batman. So, yeah, I mean, it is this, it is this giant machine. Yeah, and but there, but you can use it as much as it can use you. Yeah, if you if you, if you know what you're doing, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you know where to draw the line, uh, of like, okay, like I, I, well, that's like creating my own thing is sort of me drawing the line. You know, I really felt like I was having to go like, okay, I'm quitting comics or something so that I can make comics. Right. You know, but, but make the comics that I want to make. And, uh, 
Yeah, and 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 there's there's they're somewhat different than what I would make for Marvel. Um, you know, also on that path is like pushing, always pushing towards writing more, you know, uh, things for Marvel, uh, you know, being able to write your own, uh, your own work. Uh, you know, it's, it's all on that path. Um, you know, when I was, a when I was first becoming a, a, a fan of comics, um, uh, I really loved, uh, Barry Windsor Smith, and uh, he's he's one of the first guys that I was like copying drawings of, and um, good choice. Yeah, it was a it, it was you know I um, I guess this sort of this kind of segues into into kind of origin story territory, but uh, but I do I do I I always looked at like his career in an interesting like it was interesting to me his his career path. He, you know, like he was he wrote like. He was writing things for Marvel. He was like pushing in that direction. And he also was a guy who was like um, commercially successful, you know, like successful in, in the mainstream uh, superhero things. But clearly his heart was kind of like in somewhere else in a way, you know, he could do that. He could do that better than most people. Uh, but he could, he had like, uh, a, a different interest uh, and you know he 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 did his own uh uh anthology book in the 90s with the storyteller yeah um, and and um i don't I, you know i don't think i'm a i don't uh, you know there's a lot of differences between between him and i but uh but there was something to that like i was like okay maybe that's a maybe that's somebody that i identify with even more than the image guys in a way. Okay. Because, you know, they, they broke away from Marvel and basically made the same stuff they were making to make Marvel, Marvel to make Marvel comics, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but you know, maybe, maybe the, they made the comics that were in their heads when they were 12 years old, mm. you know, like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had this character who did this? And then that sort of sits back there. But what, what, what do you, I mean, what do you think it was about Barry Windsor Smith um, just like Jose, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, you have to say their full name. Yeah. Um, like, what was it about him that you think you saw, which was a differentiator? I mean, take the art style out of it, because I mean, nobody draws like him. So, mm -hmm. like, what what do you think it was that you? Because you said you saw something, you recognized something. What was it? When I was getting into comics, you know, you first get into uh, like what is you know, a character or something like that. Like, uh, mm -hmm. and I was, uh, pretty immediately attracted to Wolverine. Yeah. And so I started and, and at that time it was like Silvestri and Hama, Larry Hama. Were, that's, a good, that's a good run. Yeah. The, well, it, that's what got me in. And then I was like, and it was only like issue 40 something where I start collecting that. And so I was like, well, I can get the rest of this series. Like I can go into the back issues and buy this comic. I didn't fully understand how comics worked that there were like, multiple Wolverine series. There was like a mini series where there's five issues. And then there was another number one after that. I didn't understand. Like 40 comics of Wolverine. So what, like, yeah, of course I yeah. can get all the Wolverines that exist. <laughs> I start and I'm getting, I'm like, this has Wolverine on it, but it's Marvel comics presents Wolverine. Right. Which is a different series. I'm like, how does this work? Uh, it was very, it was confusing, but, but I soon, I soon figured it out. Uh, yeah. But in the Marvel Comics Presents, they had Weapon X. And yeah. so I'm like, whoa, what is this? And I'm getting Weapon X. And to me, 
it was kind of like the first taste of like there's something there's something else going on here there's something um artful there's something kind of uh like there's something deeper happening to this comic uh, yeah. and um i was like well, well that's interesting you know this is all kind of like like i said fun stuff to draw and and entertaining um but here's somebody really doing something interesting you know i had not read i had not read watchmen of course this is like the very beginning i had like a handful of comics to my name you know like i mean right. in my in my possession uh really i was just getting like a wolverine and ghostwriter because but it was based on art you know yep. uh that was like a texera Mark Texera doing that, and he could draw Ghostwriter better than anybody, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um. So, so that's that's what it was, you know. Um. And 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 I think for a while, for a while, you know, I was collecting comics and kind of going like, well, "This is cool. This is really cool." But like, there's something else you can do with this, right? There's other things you can do here. I know there is. Yeah. And. Uh, and and it and and it was a while before I started before I was like really um, discovering, you know, like Watchmen or or or, uh, or uh, the Frank Miller stuff or uh, but then that just kept going, you know. Then then it, then then it became like uh, manga stuff, you know, where where my interests really. I, I think uh, I, I always re I always remember getting like um, an issue of Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah, and uh, and I was like, whoa, okay, like this is interesting. This is like, this guy's like putting so much work into this. It looks so cool. I don't hardly understand what the fuck is going on in this. Nobody but... does. It's great, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. And um, it's like this, uh, you know, this uh, this uh, this uh, uh, cyberpunk science fiction thing. It wasn't superheroes. It was a kind of action story. Yeah it had some sort of deeper philosophical levels to it that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. Uh, yeah. But I was like, okay, this is kind of what I want out of comics. And then, uh, and then I discovered Akira. Right. And I was like, oh, well, this is what I want out of comics. Yeah. Now, now I've discovered it. Um, and it changed, it changed everything. Uh, but that was, you know, that was, uh, I guess that would have been like 96 or something when I, when I was on that path. Okay. Yeah. No, Ghost in the Shell you know, Shiro's, Shiro's work is like the high watermark for me in so many ways. I, yeah, he, I think I discovered him in art school, you know, and so this is like 1989 or 90, you know, when I first oh, yeah. came across this guy. It was just mind blowing. And, yeah. you know, and, and much like, you know, Watchmen and other things, like it demands you to keep reading it over and over and over, mm -hmm. not only because the artwork's phenomenal and the general story is phenomenal, there's all this stuff that's happening in here that you're like trying to connect these sort of dots and um yeah yeah it has this great energy to it like uh from just this creative energy you can just see well, one guy what's that it's one guy that's why yeah like it yeah. there's there's no loss it's it's like the difference of like having like your, your sketch and then your inked piece like the steps it take to get from the sketch to the ink piece, like some of that energy that you had in that sketch is just never going to get to that final ink piece. Sad, but true. Yeah. Yeah, And that's the same kind of thing that happens yeah. with like 
and with manga in so many sense, you know, it's like, well, you it will invent speed lines to at least gin up some action, you know, like, but like mm -hmm. with Shiro, it's like straight from the, you know, the tap, you know? Yeah. He looks like it just comes really easily too. Like, uh, it feels bad. like somebody's just like drawing, uh, just, uh, like it's flowing out of them. It feels like that, yeah. you know, Otomo stuff has, uh, especially in akira perfect. otomo stuff is perfect yeah it has like this kind of it's more stiff than shiro yep. um which which in a way i kind of identified with more uh because i had a kind of stiffness sure that i've been trying to get trying to work out of myself but um yeah but but something about that i was like okay well this guy i can wrap my head around more than than shiro who it's unwrappable doing it it's unwrappable like that's the thing shiro is it, it, he's yeah. he's completely unwrappable um back to S S barry windsor smith um back going to smith is like i think one thing that like when you were talking about it i was thinking like i, I was playing like the you know the weapon x stuff in my head over and i think there's this sort of like interstitial quality to the storytelling that it doesn't mm -hmm like you're following this sort of this linear narrative of like action 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 it's yeah. action 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 like these things are happening in pulses that you're kind of like it's almost like that like you're unconscious and you're waking up and you're coming into consciousness and going out of consciousness yeah. into it's consciousness. like a dream yeah it is yeah it's very much like a dream yeah it's it's a I, I, it's a mind fuck comic mm -hmm. really um which is unlike anything uh, it's a kind of genre of story that I am attracted to where it's where what is really going on is a little mysterious, you know, uh, is the reality you're seeing really happening is, you know, this had that element to it. And I hadn't seen anything like that in a comic book before, you know, uh, at that time, I hadn't even seen that in many movies, you know, because no. uh, I was still pretty young, I guess I was just like a 12, 11 or 12, uh, you know, which is about the time that I was started buying comics. So, uh, yeah. which I don't know if that, if that's late for people, you know, people go like, Oh, when I was a kid, I like this comic. And I'm like, yeah. you, when you say kid, what do you mean? Were you like, right. Or? right. Well, it's funny. I, I mean, like, I would say like in, in regards to mainstream comic artists that I, that I know, mm -hmm. I would say 12 is a little late on that, mm -hmm. on that run. Right. Um, because we all have this like, oh, I remember when this comic came out, you know, and they're talking about when they were six, seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's this kind of thing. By the time you're 12, you've already ingested, you know, like eight years of comic books. Of yeah. like, oh, my gosh. You know, and then you're like, this is what I love. And then you have the opportunity to kind of like have some more of a mature eye to, you know, sort of, you know, take it on. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so it's a, so, you know you know it speaks to your obviously your ability to uh interpret uh the visual you know medium to be able to start at that point to be able to get where you ended up with sort of like you know oh wait wait we're running a race oh i guess i should start running you know and then you're like start running after the group that's taken off already i mean i was a like i said i was a drawing kid yeah. i uh, you know my I, I came to comics as an, as an artist, you know, okay. I had, um, and I was pretty good at looking at things and drawing what I saw. Um, 
uh, which which I do I do attribute like much earlier, like uh, when I was like pretty young, I was drawing some guy with like a, a you know he had like a button down shirt or something, uh, and uh, my dad who had he had had some some art training a little bit he uh, you know I showed it to him I'm you know like hey check this out and, uh, and he's like oh that's that's good that's pretty good but like maybe like draw what you really see like and he and he like sat there and modeled for me he had like a shirt on he's okay. like really draw it like forget like what you think it looks like and just draw what it looks like yeah and uh and it was like uh change my brain and that, that was like the only art lesson that i ever needed or something was That's just amazing. was just draw what it really is like and right. and i sat there and it was I think it was kind of a mess. Like I couldn't, you know, all, all, there's a lot of details, but I didn't have like the full sure. form in place or, but you know, it set me on, off on a new direction. And I think um, that, that, uh, you know, by the time I was getting into comics, it was because I, I changed schools. I moved to a new, to a new school and there was just a group of guys, kids there who liked comics. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, uh, what's uh you guys like comics huh uh, like I, i'm a drawing kid this is <laughs> this is what i do um i can i can look at the stuff but you know um at that time too the the uh those marvel trading cards were coming out so that was like a real right. good gateway into it like sure. i could look at these cards and go okay well now i understand who this character is i think i might want to read something about you know read one of those comics I um that. that's that, no i i like i i just rolled my eyes looking at the trading cards because i you know, it was already yeah yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> but i get it like what a great sales tool these things well, look cool and information yeah uh well in those series two cards this was also where I discovered like, oh, there's different artists doing these things and some of them are better than others. And yeah. uh, Arthur Adams did a bunch of those cards and I reached a, I, you know, I discovered this. You could see these little AA, he would sign a little AA on the cards. And I'm like, I need this guy who's AA. Who is this AA guy? I need more of those cards. Um, so, cause, cause I wanted to copy the drawings on them, sure. you know, uh, and uh, so, so that's what it was, uh, you know, like those, those guys. Um, and then, and then like the X-Men number one came out and I can remember like a, a friend of mine uh, going like, Oh, I've gotten this X-Men number one. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm out of touch. Right. And, um, and I'm, and I'm also like really skeptical. Like when anybody's like, Hey, this is really cool. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll believe it when, when I decide if it's cool or not, you know? And uh, so it wasn't until like the issue two hits Sans and I see this cover and I'm like, oh man, this art is really good. And then, and then I became like obsessed with Jim Lee at that point. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was all Jim. I had to get every back issue within Jim Lee artwork on it. Every cover at that time, like I was like, this is the guy. And uh he was, you know, it's funny. Jim had this, Jim was like, what Jim ended up evolving into at that, to that period was this really wonderful amalgam of John Byrne and Art Adams. Like mm -hmm. he was able to kind of like, con, you know, sort of connect those two into a, you know, thing to draw like straight up, like great superhero comic books. Like mm -hmm. that's what he was doing. And it was, it was such a great 
vibe, you know, like I'm like, oh, like, you know, he, he figured out a code and cracked yeah. code. Like it really felt like that's what he did. I mean, you know, over time, you know, I, I, he has his weaknesses, hmm. yeah. uh, you know, areas, uh, things that he's not as good at doing. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like, you know, this kind of stoic, powerful superhero stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, well, that's that's when I'm drawing that sort of thing. I'm like, OK, I got to like tap into that old Jim Lee influence sure. and bring that it's bring that up. Over. Let's all pose. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I suppress the I suppress the Atomo influence a little bit. I, you know, give people certain proportions and and uh, and <laughs> right, <laughs> that's right. like the best way to do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, and it's funny because like, you know, the thing is like you look at Jim and you go like, I, you know, Jim could probably end up like looking like a bunch of different artists over any sort of course of time with it, with what he could do. But Arthur, you're like, nah, like that's the only thing that art could actually end up drawing, like is the way he mm -hmm. draws. Like that's what he does. Like that's the thing that comes out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's in that your dad's advice is brilliant and beautiful. Um, <laughs> my, fr my friend um, gave his daughter who is an unbelievable talent like the what i think is some of the best advice which sort of pairs into what your dad said which is like for every nine like for every 10 things you draw like nine of them should be from the real world and one of them is for yourself mm -hmm. because that's the only way that's going to make you like just so much more in tune and aware of stuff rather yeah. than like nine things for me and one thing for the from the world you know because it's just make-believe at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and then you can go off and do make-believe on like, if it's a project, you see what I'm saying? Like, but you got to get that, like that, like you were saying, like you did the drawing your dad and like, but you didn't have the understanding of what was the structure below the, mm -hmm. the, the, below the shirt. So it just was like, I don't know how, like, how, why is this button out of place? You know, because right. you were so focused on drawing the pocket and next thing you know, the buttons all the way over here, you know, it's that kind of right. stuff. Uh, sure well, you learn you learn these lessons quickly though you know yeah well you hope you, you hope you do yeah, yeah. so yeah. like so, i mean like so you're you know you're preteen you're hitting your teens like so uh, like how does that work out for you like go, you know going through middle school into high school like were, was just drawing your sort of your side side kick at that point like just all the time um yeah i mean uh this is a story that i've told uh, in several different places and forms. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, when I was, uh, uh, so, but, uh, but I, I, it's, I can't, I can't get away from this particular story. It's, it's when I was. Uh, Part of you, dude. Yeah, when I was 13, I got, I had a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. And, um, and my, my uh, family, we decided like, I was just starting chemotherapy. Right. And, uh, and we were like, well, let's take, let's take a, a little vacation. We're going to, we were living in Alaska. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But when I, when I moved, I moved, I moved to Alaska. So, so that's when I met the uh, comic book kids, they were up in Alaska, but um, it, you know, we had originated from Southern California and we were going to go back down there and visit some family. And also if you have cancer, at least at this time, you could go you and your family to Disneyland for two days for free. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we did that, but 
um, my dad was, you know, making the arrangements, talking to Disney, the Disneyland people. And the lady that he's talking to on the phone had interned as a receptionist at what was uh, Homage Studios. Okay, yeah. And she's, again, my dad, he's, he's really chatty. So he's just talking about me, you know, and talking about that I was into comics. And she's like, oh, well, I used to work basically for Jim Lee. You know, I bet I could contact them. And if you guys wanted to, like, you'll be down here. I bet I could arrange it so you can go, go there. Yeah. And uh, so we did that. Like on our, on our trip down, we went to what was, what was then Wildstorm. You know, it wasn't quite Wildstorm yet. It was yeah. like, uh, I think, uh, you know, four issues of Wildcats had come out. Okay. Uh, it was is right in that right in that time. He was working on the fifth issue. We went there. If you're familiar with issue five of Wildcats, it's the one with like the big gatefolds. Okay. Uh, which he had like on a couch in his office, like a big gatefold, like laid out. And I could okay. see that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, also there, I wasn't even expecting this. Uh, Mark Silvestri was there. Okay. Wells Protasio was there. Uh, you know, there, there were some new guys like uh, Scott Clark was uh, working on uh, Stormwatch. All right. And, uh, Jeffrey Scott Campbell, I saw like his, uh, he wasn't there, but uh, I saw some of his artwork. Um, you know, to see like the whole thing. And this is when I became like real to me. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so this, became, was Jolla, this was in La Jolla, right? Um, this wasn't the La Jolla uh, okay. location yet. Pre La Jolla. Yeah, yeah. It was the, yeah. Um, but it was still very cool. It wasn't like on the beach in La Jolla, like it, like it was later. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, that location is really cool. Like they had like a complete, I don't oh, know if you yeah. saw that place. Yeah, like, no, I've, I've been there. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. Um, but this was before that it was just looked like normal offices kind of area. There was like a bullpen area. They had a ping pong table and some, some games and toys everywhere. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. That Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know uh you know uh the, the sylvester's there drawing uh with this with this socks on you know like uh it was just it was the coolest um and so i was like okay i'm doing this this is the job you know before then it was like i was just having fun drawing the stuff right and um i didn't know what i wanted to do you know sure. I, I didn't know i actually thought like uh I, I, I thought like, oh, maybe I want to do like a, become a Disney Imagineer or something, like design those rides. Like I liked drawing little like maps to rides and like an experience. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, but no, the comics comics took over. And I uh, when I came home throughout the chemotherapy time, I was like working on like my first comic and yeah. I, I put in a pretty, uh, you know, I, I kind of like, I plotted out like a four issue arc. I uh, laid out a first issue. Like I totally laid out the whole okay. issue. I start, I was working, you know, when I went there, I saw like, oh, they're drawing on 11 by 17 paper. Uh, Jim gave me some, wow. he gave me some image paper. He's like, here's what we really use, you know, draw on that. And so I was like, okay, this is my comic. I have a handful of pay this paper and it was image paper. I started drawing my comic on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I got, you know, I'm going very slowly. And, you know, I, I got about nine pages into it before 
you know, it just kind of tapers off. And because, you know, I was a teenager, you know, I was, I was like, uh, teenager. you're just, you just got the official title of the teenager. I mean, you were a kid. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're, you know, just, you're going, it's, it's high school, it's friends, it's girls. Mm -hmm. It's this kind of, there's so many distractions. There's so many things. And like, uh, you know, I, I just kind of put it on the back burner. I'm like, I'm going to return to this. But by the time I'm going like, okay, well, like, can I keep working on this? I'm like, no, well, this artwork's I've become Joke. so much better than this. Right. And, uh, and so it, it just got put on the back burner sort of permanently. Uh, it is sort of still gnawing on the back of my mind. Like, oh, you have this project. You got to return to that. <laughs> well, it's 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 so funny. Like, there's this thing. Like, I mean, I I I, I termed this, I made this term like loose ends, like years yeah. ago. And like, I think every creative person has these things because we're really good at starting and generating ideas and making stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the finishing things that becomes a little problematic at times. Um, sure, it's tough. Did you? So like, you know, like so it's like so my my wife had child had cancer to, as a child and like so it was a, like it was a real you know it's an interesting thing to experience you know her her life um you know through her eyes in that respect and like one thing like she like and, it, and i, I kind of hear it in your voice is that there was there was no question in your mind of anything you're like oh well this is what i want to do you know mm -hmm. if i beat cancer like like kids apparently just don't seem to have this kind of like she had a terrible, you know, terrible like thing. Yeah. But like there, for her, there was no question of like, you know, there wasn't a sort of ever a thought in her mind. She says like, I never thought about anything else, but like, I guess I'm sick and I'll, I won't be sick, you know, once I do what I'm supposed to do or do the thing. Yeah. 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 It is a, it's, it is a sort of great thing about being young when that sort of thing happens is, is I, maybe you just don't know enough to like, so you're not thinking about your mortality, you no, know, your so, parents are. Yeah. But the, but the, you know, the interesting thing is, is that like, an, you know, and I, if for you might be similar is that having faced that and being able to look at that mm -hmm. and you go like, there is this sense of like, a, you don't see much of a barrier in things, you know, you're like, Oh, I can do that. I, I yeah. you know, because like, you were like, it can't be, you know, my friend used to say like, well, it's not like they're going to shoot you in the face. Like, cause that's right. always, that could be the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. So it's like, it's There's not perspective. Like, yeah. right. It gives you, it gives you a level of perspective that like you don't get until you're in your fifties when right. life mm -hmm. turns on, you know, starts turning on you in that respect. And yeah. so it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting blessing to, you know, in the, in a creative spirit, and, and I don't know, I can only judge on creative, you know, the creative side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, did you feel that like that? Get, like you have that sort of like you look back and you can always be like, all right, well, I'm I can get through whatever that this is or, you know, and you have sort of the sense of like I got to do it because. Yeah, this isn't permanent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there is a kind of uh, I do think that there's a perspective there. I don't think that you I don't think one has to face death at a young age uh in order to get it necessarily right. but but I, I do have a you know an appreciation just for going you know when going gets tough i'm like hey i'm alive and this is not that bad right you know? um and and that that is that is helpful um 
Uh, yeah, again, it is it is much easier to deal with that stuff when you're young, when it's not totally your responsibility to really even deal with it. Yeah, you know, you don't have any choice. Right. Uh, and in really, you know, it's my parents who were feeling the real stress of of the possibility of death or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, not me. I mean, I'm just sort of going like, you know, I was upset because uh i was i lost my hair and the girl i liked probably wasn't gonna like me right <laughs> of course yeah the concerns were were uh you know like that uh but and it's um, alaska there's not a ton of them you gotta you know like listen right <laughs> yeah the ratio is all off yeah um but yeah it did uh, i was uh, another another thing about it is uh sort of isolating um Right. And um, I think that there's something to like, you know, a lot of people that are that are uh, artists or creative people, uh, I think, have a kind of sense of being uh, outside of of what everybody else is doing or this kind of, you know, uh, separate in some way, you know, like observing it from the outside a little bit. And um, uh, there is something to that where, you know, when you get when you get sick and you see, I don't know, how the world reacts to that. Or, you know, uh, there was a teacher who had a, a lot of students, like, write me, like, letters. Yeah. So I got, like, a stack of letters. You still have them, too? Uh, uh, I don't I don't personally have them. Maybe okay. my parents oh, do. Now, like, every 10 years, she'll be like, I got to get rid of stuff. And she'll go through, like, boxes and then pull them out. And they're, like, all the letters from the kids in the class. Oh yeah. And she's like, I can't, I can't get rid of it. I'm like, I don't know how you could like, it's a weird, you know, it's, it is weird, but I, uh, you know, some of these kids, I didn't have like great relationships oh, with. Some of them were like, asshole to me. Like, this yeah, exactly. yeah. So you're just like, wow, look at all these phonies, all these like, like phonies. What's it? What's it? all this disingenuous writing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it made me feel very strange uh, yeah. and go like, Oh man, what is, I'm, I don't know. So you just end up sitting at home being sick and going like, okay, you know what? I don't need them. I don't know. <laughs> like, did you, so like two things, two things, um, blanking in her name. There's, there's the woman from Saturday night live. She had, I think she had non Hodgkins, um, as a, as a, like a teenager and she has a show. I think it's called like, I like that for you. It's on mm -hmm. one of the, thousand streaming channels yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it's and it's about basically about her sort of like as a kid you know that like because like like she like loved the attention that she got from it so she would like uh, so like it was an interesting thing so like when she got up when she finished high school and then went up to college she didn't understand why the, everyone didn't treat her like royalty in college you know mm -hmm. interesting sort of you know thing for someone um but the other thing was, as you were saying, that isolation thing is that it reminds me of um, what Adam Hughes said when he was like first really getting into into drawing comic books. He ended up getting um, mono and he was stuck in bed for like three months or whatever it was. And all he did was sit on his bed and draw. And yeah. he's like, that time from what I drew, how I drew from when I first got in that bed to when I left that bed was a completely different, you know, person so uh, you know like you did all the like you actually had projects in your mind like you were working on something you know yeah. like 
had like this, I mean, probably far more than any other 13 year old kid was doing at the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe it's, uh, but it, yeah, it ties back into that, you know, like what I've been going through where it's just creating an isolation mm-hmm. and, you know, pleasing yourself. It, it is a key. It's it, learning how to be alone and make things that make you happy. Yeah. Uh, feels so essential to like, to actually creating things uh, at all. Uh, because if you're doing it for this outside validation, well, that's not always going to come. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, yeah, it's just unreliable and you'll, you're going to fail. I think, I don't know. No, I, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, lightning striking could happen, but the, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I mean, I think that motivation, that sort of that, you know, you know, you know, whatever it, you know, on a cabin by the lake, you know, by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, Mahler, like Mahler would, you know, compose the symphonies, you know, right. uh, you know, at the edge of a lake, um, you know, and I think that's kind of a thing like where, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like to go to a coffee shop and write, but to be honest, I want to just be alone and, uh, you know, plug mm-hmm. away. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think that, I think that's, I mean, so maybe it's sort of, you, you were, inoculated to that experience and had to adapt to it yeah yeah it, it was uh i wouldn't change a thing no well <laughs> if you could i wouldn't recommend doing it i would recommend maybe you know like doing things that are way more profitable like buying apple stock <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing i would change the fact that i wasn't investing in apple back then i know what were you thinking yeah. uh, so how did you, like so how how was it getting how was it for you getting in the business? So I mean now like I'm guessing this has got to be early 2000 to late 90s early 2000s. I uh, you know I had to get out of Alaska for starters. Another big uh, comic industry up there, I hear. I don't think yeah there wasn't anything going on. There were no uh, con- there was one small convention that happened, and uh, did you go? I did, and was Tim Sale was there. Tim Sale was there. Holy shit. Yeah. Tim Sale was there. Right on. Um, that, that, so I showed him, I had like some drawings or whatever. He's like, oh, cool. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, as soon as I was out of high school, I ended up uh, moving, but uh, it was a whole thing. My, my parents got divorced and my dad and I and my little brother, we moved down to... Uh, to Southern California okay. back, back from whence we originated. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I went to like my first Comic-Con San Diego in 97. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took my drawings to uh, just Wildstorm. I just took them to Wildstorm. Right. I'm like, this is the goal the whole time. I'm coming back to Wildstorm after all these years. Yep. Um, returned. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a really good response to what I had, uh, but you know, this the industry was just in free fall. You know, like at this time. Yeah, well, yeah I, I apologize. What year was this? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay. Oh yeah. No, sure. It was a no, nosedive at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Wildstorm was just about to sell to DC. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Like it was really, it wasn't great timing to try to start breaking into comics. Yeah. And, um, uh, but I got, I got 
you know, I, they, 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 it was a really good response, but then they, they, you know, you get a business card and it's like, send me some more stuff, you know? And, uh, and so I did, I turned right. I just started working on some stuff. Uh, but, but, but again, like in my mind, I was like, well, I'm going to create, I'm going to start creating a comic. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to create my own thing. I, uh, have a story I started uh, and I, and I sent them the first four pages of it. And, and it got a very, like, you know, I actually called, I called them up because I had the business card. I'm like, Hey, did you get those pages? He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, I think this was, I think it was a uh, John Lehman. Okay. Uh, was, 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 uh, who I talked, who I talked to, but, it, but it was like, you know, it's great, but I don't know, like, uh, it, it, there's just nothing happening, nothing moving, you know, nothing going on. Right. Um, uh, I missed the next year of San Diego, but I, I came back in 99. Uh, what I started doing was I started sending stuff through the mail, like through 97 and 98. I was sending them my submissions to Marvel. Just wild stuff. Oh, no, you were going to Marvel, you said? Yeah, I was, I was sending okay. to Marvel and DC. I was sending to whoever I could get. Uh, okay. And I was getting the form letters back. Uh, rejecting these things uh, uh there were a few where it was like specific little notes on things and uh um but but yeah then then in in uh in 99 I, I came back to i went to the i went to san diego again and i came with like i was fully prepared i had like a my portfolio i had you know i was looking at all of the portfolio reviews Mm -hmm. I did. I went to all of them. I spent my whole time just showing my work to portfolio reviews. If not then, then I would go to Artist Alley and I would go to artists that I like and show them and get some feedback from them. Um, the review, like the, I would get really, I was getting great responses. It was very encouraging. Yeah. Um, but, but nothing, nothing was moving. Nothing was happening. No nobody, nobody yeah. had any work. Uh, and, you know, I'd show stuff to a company and be like, this is really good. Like, what are other people telling you? And I'm mm -hmm. like, what do you like? They, they're saying the same thing you're saying. Like, uh, yeah. you know, they, they everybody was like, you should be getting work, but uh, but not for me. I don't have right. anything because I don't have anything for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so it was it was at the it was at once like really encouraging because um, just to get a really good feedback yeah. and, uh, feel encouraged, like, okay, I think I know what I, I think I can do this, but at the same time, no, no work happening. Uh, I, I feel like this whole period of time, I mean, it was like, it was, it was a few years. Uh, I, I didn't, the first thing that I, that happened was, um, you know, I would go each year and show my stuff to dark horse and it was uh, Chris Warner. Um, okay. And who's an artist, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I knew, I, I know Chris Warner from, he did like Predator stuff. And, uh, and uh, so Chris, Chris Warner was doing the portfolio reviews and each year I was showing him stuff and uh, I would send him stuff. And so he saw that I was like continually improving, showing up with more work. You know, I was not, it wasn't the same portfolio. I was being productive and, uh, um, and he eventually was like, they, I guess they did like a, like a Dark Horse Bible where they just needed some artwork to go with some property concepts. Oh, all right. And 
I don't, you know, it wasn't even for publication, but he, he gave, he let me draw a couple of those. It was like, I don't know, a hundred bucks each for each one. And uh, that was like the first check that I got was like from Dark Horse for like $200. And I was like, yes, I did it. <laughs> it's not even being published. Right. It's an internal document. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was exciting. Um, okay. And uh uh, but then in, uh, it wasn't, I was, I, I didn't have, I was pretty low tech, like as far as like, I barely had a computer, uh, you know, much less like a scanner. I wasn't putting stuff online, but in a. Well, so this has got to be about 2001-ish? Uh, yeah, yeah. And like uh, in 2002, I got a scanner. Okay. So yeah, I mean, and that's pretty early, I mean, that's early stages, you know, like, yeah. of like you know, the internet of. You know, yeah, I mean, there's I'm sure there were some there were definitely some forums, I think, back then. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, th there were some uh, what was it back then? It was like MSN groups or something. Sure. Yeah. Yahoo groups. MSN Yahoo groups. groups. Yeah. Well, groups like all that kind of stuff, like it, the big platforms definitely had something that people could go find. Yeah. Do it was one of these groups uh, that I was I was watching because it's an artist group. And uh, just skulking about. Yeah, well, yeah, like these artists were they posting their stuff and sharing right. you know, and talking to one another. And uh, and and then I got a scanner and I could finally start scanning stuff and putting it in there. And um, the guy running this group was uh, Richard Friend. Oh, yeah. The uh, the anchor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was running the group and uh, he uh, showed he showed what I was posting on there to to Jim Lee basically. Okay. And, um, I got, uh, he, I got like a, a message from, from Rich, uh, like saying like, Hey, I showed your stuff to some people here at Wildstorm. I think they might want to like give you a call. Like what's your number. And I was like, okay, sure. I, uh, and, um, Jim Lee called me. Nice. It was a, it was one of those experiences where you're like, is this really Jim Lee? Is somebody <laughs> pranking me? <laughs> um, and any he was he was asking if I was interested in like an internship, okay, at, at Wildstorm and uh, hell yes I was interested in that so I did I did have an internship at Wildstorm uh, in uh, two thousand three, okay wow, um, which was uh, which was very cool it didn't it didn't lead to a lot of work because I was kind of in the same boat as I was out without the internship, you know, it was still a matter of like making a portfolio and I was sending it. Well, I mean, they were run by DC yeah. and I'd show it to the guys at Wildstorm. They're like, you should send this to DC. Send this to, <laughs> right. yeah. They're, they're like, send this to Will Dennis over at DC. You can like, and I'm like, this is all I've been doing. Like, what? Right. <laughs> okay. I mean, it doesn't, uh, you know, I can tell them like, oh, I'm an art internship, art intern at Wildstorm, but uh, but I'm not. You know, of course, it was it was very cool to be at that time. There was, uh, you know, uh, Jim was there. Uh, he he was. There was a lot of traveling happening at the time. I think it was a chunk of my internship where he was in Italy. Uh, but uh, okay. you know. Lieber Mayho was uh, working in there. You know, I could look over his shoulder all the time. Uh, uh, Carlos Deanda, 
Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a cool experience. Um, and, but, but really what ended up paying off was actually that, that connection to, uh, Dark Horse, uh, cause they, uh, Chris Warner had needed some fill in pages and he's like, Oh, well, I'll, I'll get this. I'll get the kid. Yeah. I'll get Dustin and he can do these pages. And I did that and I did a good enough job. And then it's like, Oh, we are doing, you want to do a, uh, we need somebody to do star Wars tales. You know, they, they had their star Wars anthology, uh, you know, anthology books are so good for getting like new, new talent and trying people out. Best thing. Yeah. And um, it's a shame that they're not, that they don't do better for companies because they are this uh, very good uh, way to try out and you know yeah. working for a company uh, but I did a few Star Wars tale stories and then it just kept you know just snowballs you know mm-hmm. from from a few fill-in pages to to getting onto a Star Wars series is were, is, you, is, were you interested in in penciling or inking your own stuff like was that a sort of a I was a, initially I was just interested in penciling you know yeah. I, I you know, I was really just looking at uh, at the, the those image guys. They were like the models for what to do. Uh, I figured, oh, you'll get a sure. You'll just find like a, a Scott Williams. Uh, sure. Yeah. No, I, like yeah. No, dude. I I like I I. It's so like I kick myself. I like I I like I had really good relations with people who became really big writers, but mm-hmm. all. I, doing was focusing was looking for an inker like i gotta find an inker gotta find an inker <laughs> the thing that got me uh inking um there was there was a point before i got my internship where i was like you know what i think i should learn how to ink uh, i'm gonna go get some inking things and i'm gonna i'm gonna mess around with this and uh but uh when i was um the first that first star wars tale story at that time, they were just going, they were just shooting straight from pencils and color and having it colored. Wow. Okay. And they were like, that's what we want to do. You know, a lot of the artists were doing that at the time for that book. And I, I was like, well, no, I don't like the look of it. Um, and I was like, well, I'll ink it. You know, no, no extra charge to you. I just want my stuff to be inked. And uh, so, I mean, for me, I'm like, well, this is, it wasn't a matter of like, extra work uh mm-hmm. it was a matter of like well i want my stuff to look the best right you know? and and i you know i didn't want to put work out that i was like well this is compromised it's not it's not the way that i would want it uh so i put a lot of work into uh those first stories in fact i didn't i didn't just ink them I did like this whole marker gray tone thing with them too, because, because I wasn't, I wanted to control even what the colorist could do. Yeah, sure. I was, (laughs) was it's, it's the, I think, I don't know. Like I had the same sort of instinct. Like I, like my first two, my first two projects I ever did the penciling for, I colored because Mm. I'm like, I gotta like, I was so concerned about what the final result of whatever the piece was going to be. Like, mm-hmm. can I color the pages? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like they didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. I never intended to ink or color or, or, or do, or do everything, mm-hmm. but 
you know, when, you know, like and when you start getting work and you see what colorists do, they can be great, but yeah, sure. it's, it's not quite what you would do, you know? Right. And, uh, uh, doing all that like marker toning stuff was like kind of the first step towards learning to color even because uh, my earliest like uh, attempts at coloring, I was just sort of taking marker stuff that I did, scanning it and and sort of colorizing it. Okay. Uh, and th I, I like sort of slowly learned how Photoshop worked mm -hmm. uh, by in the most simple way. And um, uh but yeah, I, I didn't have any intention on coloring, but you know, when you're like, oh, I, I want this to look a certain way and uh, as good as anybody can be, they're not, they don't see what's in your head. So yeah. you just have to do things yourself eventually if you want it done the way that you want it done. Yeah, so. and, it's, and, that, and that's, you know, and that's sort of that trade-off, that creative trade-off. Like you can like, cause like, you know, you're just keeping, you know, Jim as, a, as an example is that like, these guys develop a shorthand of drawing. Like you look mm -hmm. at the pencils, the pencils don't look like an inked piece of artwork, you know, but like, like I would try to make my pencils as close to an inked piece of artwork because I wanted to make sure the inker was going to stick to the, you know, to the, yeah. to the game plan. Um, I, I had, I did the same thing until, until I was working at while, you know, I was interning at Wildstorm and uh, every day I was seeing Jim Lee's pencils mm -hmm. and they were so loose and so like they, they look really cool um yeah. and uh and i was like oh well okay so that's what you do and like you can go a lot faster that way so uh when i first got a job at marvel they're like you know we want to get you an inker um because i don't know why they they didn't trust me to ink my own thing or something okay. i don't know what the deal sure. was they, i had been inking my own stuff at at dark horse uh, but they're like, we're going to get you an, give you an inker. And so I was like, OK, so I I penciled it like I was like those Jim Lee pages, like I was going to hand it off to Scott Williams or something yeah. who I could trust. And and yeah, you get a lot of it's like, OK, that's not quite what I was thinking. Like the language of those lines isn't right. You know, like I'm thinking more of a, a Mobius line there. Yeah, and you're, doing a, you're doing a different kind of line there. Uh, you know, there's you have to build that relationship you for know? sure, for sure. <clears throat> yeah it's, it's super tough. speaking of when did mobius come into the picture for you um you know it was actually uh, i guess 2001 um in 2001 i was actually at san diego comic-con rushing from one uh portfolio review to another sometimes you had to like schedule them like you had to sign up in the morning for a time and so i'm rushing from one place to another with my portfolio and something caught my eye on this table. And it was, um, they were putting out, uh, it was like, maybe it was like a humanoids booth or something, but they had uh, the Meta Barons, which was uh, uh, Juan Jimenez. Uh, okay. And uh, they had six issues of the Meta Barons out on the table and I was just stopped in my tracks. I'm like, what is this? I'm flipping through this. I'm like, okay, I'm buying all of these issues. Like, I want this. And at the very start of issue one, they have um, Meta Barons was originally going to be drawn by Mobius. Right. And uh, the first they show you the Mobius pages <laughs> that he did. And then they show you what uh, Juan Jimenez did. And he basically follows Mobius's pages like a layout mm -hmm. uh, for, for a couple pages. But I had heard Mobius. I knew 
I knew who Mobius was. Right. Uh, I had heard him brought up by other artists, you know, in interviews and, uh, you know, it, the name had been around and I was like, well, this is the first time I was really looking at it, but also I just wanted more of this, this world, this, yeah. uh, uh, this science fiction world. And, uh, so I picked up, you know, one of the small dark horse books. It was like, uh, they, they put out their own collections. Uh, and then there was like the Epic collections and I just started buying that stuff. And it was, uh, um, yeah, it was a big deal. Very yeah. Big deal. Yeah, it's it's funny, like he like, you know, once again, it's like these outliers, you know, like the Barry, you know, Barry Smith and then, you know, you know, Mobius, these, these people who have such an, you know, obviously command of the actual medium that they're mm -hmm. working in, but their line is so specific and unique mm -hmm. that it demands our attention, you know, and, you know, and it's almost in so many ways, it's so hard to like deconstruct it. You can't look at it and go like, oh, well, clearly I know why they made this line or why they, they draw mm -hmm. this way. Like there's, it's really hard to forensically, you know, take their work apart and then like reassemble it. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, like when I've seen, you know, looking at your work, I feel there's so much great sort of like spatial usage, like Mobius mm -hmm. employs in his work that like I've seen you employ into your work. So uh, it's a compliment. So um, yeah. speaking of compliments, dude, like anytime I've mentioned like your name to people, they're like, oh, tell him I said hi. So like Mark Lamming, um, mm -hmm. he's like, tell him I said hello. Like I'm a huge fan of his work. I'm like, well, I, I will. Um, yeah. So. He's, he's he's always nice to me on Twitter. Uh -huh. so. He's great. Hey, yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like the nicest guy on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's a sweetheart. Um, every, time, every time he says something nice, I'm like, ah, I should be nicer to other artists on Twitter. He, uh, yeah like yeah we should we should all be like that nice imagine yeah. if everyone was that nice on twitter it'd be a really lovely place but i'm not i'm uh, i am oh I'm you're competitive you're, you're you're a dick yeah um, yeah no it, it's but it's uh but like yeah i think the i mean i it, it's funny because when i think i first saw like some of the like, like just some of the work you were doing in packless i'm like god damn like this is this it feels like i'm reading some sort of like lost mo not that it looks just like mobius but it felt like a lost mobius like sort right. of story you know like that's where you know that's where yeah. it all in my in my heart is like is science fiction like the jam for you like for me like science fiction is my like yeah desert island like, I, think, I think so I, I i like to think that i have a wide variety of interests but um it does it does kind of focus around science fiction a lot of the ideas that i uh that i get yeah um, you know uh, actually in high school though when i was uh uh in the kind of like period where i uh you know i that, there was that first project that i had and then yeah. it just kind of like it just became like a i was always prolific i was always drawing uh -huh. uh, but it was just like ideas or i would draw like anything that i came across and i liked i would draw those characters uh just sort of fan art i'm thinking oh, that's how right. i expressed like what i liked and uh you know i like i read watchmen i have to draw the watchmen now okay. I, I, I read uh you know whatever i read i had to i had to then draw those characters um and um but uh at a certain point i just started making up making up stories but mostly they were like um, 
kind of slice of life things. Like I, I, I was looking for like a easy, I knew that I needed to work on storytelling um, and that that's, that's what I wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. And so I just started telling, st- trying like just telling stories about people that I knew these would be things that nobody would ever see. Right. And, uh, or I, I started a story that was like, uh, kind of a lovers on the run thing, a little bit of like a true romance, you know, yeah. uh, wild at heart. I was, I was very into movies. Yeah. So, so much of, um, the getaway. So, what's that? The getaway. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole genre. Um, Badlands, uh, Another good one. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I do, I do have, I do, I think I have a wide variety of interests as far as like the kinds of things that I want to draw, but yeah, science fiction is the big one. There's just so much fun to do there. I like, I like uh, designing things. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, um so yeah, when I got into comics, uh, I got into it in doing Star Wars stuff, yeah. and that was kind of a that was kind of a perfect fit. Um, and it was right, you know, it was right in the midst of like those uh, the prequels, the prequels coming out. Yeah. And Which so I had so much great design work in that. There, there really is. Um, yeah. uh, those are uh, those art books are amazing. Like Doug, uh, was it Doug, Doug Chang. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of his stuff in there. Unbelievably good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, but I had a lot of ideas and opinions about, oh, this is how you do Star Wars. You know, this, this isn't, this is wrong. This is right. You know, I was like, you know, because of, just because of that, uh, sure. those movies coming out as much, as good as that artwork is, I had a lot of uh, criticisms at the same time, but right. uh, so getting hired on to doing Star Wars, I was like, oh, this is great. I have a chance to kind of, to write the write the ship, I can fix it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not writing this, so I can't right. really fix it. But what can I do as the artist? Uh, and um, you know, I took, I took the like designing the ships really seriously. I was like, like uh, really looking at the philosophy of of how they would design ships in Star Wars and how how that universe worked and. Um, what made the ship, what made the designs good and stuff like that. So um, it is cool because, you know, for the most part, comic book, uh, the Star Wars comic book stuff, like there's no, there's not a lot of attention given to like designs of ships and stuff like that or, and, and generally those things don't get, they get forgotten. But what's cool about like what I, I do, there's continually people like, uh, there's other things that picked up on my designs. They're like, they got, they got used in, you know, role-playing games or something. And like, uh, people made, you know, they've made 3d models of my designs to like use in other things. And, um, so you can't, you know, it's, it's gratifying to like have like, Oh, I have like a, an impact on star Wars that has like, gone beyond just those uh, handful of those that, that group of stories issues. yeah 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 no it's it's cool so um, that's i mean the thing I, I think one of the things about science fiction is that it's such a it's such a great backdrop for kind of any sort of tale of humanity so you can kind of like 
it doesn't have to be spaceships and all this stuff. It can be really kind of low grade, yeah. but you can always kind of apply it, you know, because the second you are doing something fantastic that doesn't involve, um, you know, magic or mutants, um, it's, it's science fiction and mm -hmm. you're, you're good to go at that point. So. Well. Yeah. And there's like, of course, yeah, you, you good science fiction is talking about reality. Yeah. Um, but also science fiction is really weird and can easily be quite surreal. And yeah. it's just, a, it's a very versatile uh, genre to be, to, to, to play with. So yeah. there's some, there's so much to do there. No, I, I mean, I think it's like, you know, I mean, I think Star Trek is what kind of cut my teeth on with, you know, with science fiction back mm -hmm. in the early seventies when it was on reruns. Mm -hmm. But like it was, it really was these stories that was so exciting. Like, like, you, you know, and then you, as you get older, you're able to realize like, oh, that really meant a little more than just what I thought it was. And you get to enjoy yeah. it again. Um, you know, and then when Star Wars hit, it would just, you know, kind of blows your brain out and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and it's not deep, like Star Wars is not deep science fiction, you know, no. it, is, it is surface, fantasy. you know. Yeah, it's fantasy. Exactly. It's it's fantasy science fiction, which is yeah. kind of cool because that's also cool, too. So yeah. um, when did you like for like writing, like how did you like. When were you able to sort of introduce writing into your I mean, you're obviously doing these things on your side. You're doing mm -hmm. your, you know, your your couples on the run stories or your slice yeah. of life stuff. And, you know, I mean, you say, like, I got to get better at storytelling. The kind of interesting thing is, is that you're getting better at your written storytelling by having to tell your own tale mm -hmm. versus interpret someone else's script in a better fashion. Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, I had I had a lot of ideas and I didn't have a lot of faith in myself to be able to write them. Mm -hmm. um, I kept trying, you know, over those years, just you know, working on Star Wars, doing whatever. I was writing stuff, uh, but I, I didn't think it was good enough. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it really came, uh, there was a point when, so in, in uh, 2011 or 12, I was working on uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Shield was a big series that I, for me at, at Marvel, yeah, I did like twelve issues of it, and um, but there was a point in which there was no more scripts. There was like two issues left to go on it, and uh, and it was uh, Jonathan Hickman was writing it, and uh -huh. uh, but basically Jonathan Hickman really took off, and they basically hired him to write everything. Right. They they're like we're gonna have you writing everything, and uh, he's like, well. I can't like there's there's no script for Shield. I was under contract with Marvel at the time, so I basically was under contract with them for like another two issues. Like, okay. um, and so they were like, "Well, doing we're doing Avengers now. Uh, there's no Shield issues coming, but uh, do you want to come over and do Avengers?" And you know that sounds like a really great gig, obviously. Sure. Yeah, uh, but. But at the time, to me, S.H.I.E.L.D. was a much better gig because it was, uh, you know, despite having the same title as, uh, you know, of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was a it, there was a lot of creativity. It was a lot of stuff that I was getting to make up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it wasn't just it, it wasn't just drawing 
um, characters that already exist and like everybody's drawn for it was it was my stuff yeah our stuff you know uh, me and Hickman's uh, it was it was almost like an indie book in a way it was it maybe closer to what he does at at Image yeah um, but uh, to go to 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 basically have no choice you know like I had no choice um, as good as the as good as the Avengers gig is, I had no choice but to go, okay, I guess that's what I'm drawing now. Like, because I'm, I'm under contract, there's no better choice than, than that. So, uh, you know, I'll do that. And, but there was something about like, there was something about, about that scenario that, uh, that frustrated something in me. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and I just started like, I was like, I have to, I just have to do my own thing. I've got to like, finally, finally just put one foot in front of the other and do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, up until then, you know, in the past, you know, I pitched, I pitched a series to Dark Horse when I was, you know, uh, I pitched, uh, you know, when I was interning at Wildstorm, Wildcats volume three was coming to an end. I pitched a volume four. I, pitched, I was like, let me do it. Right. Uh, right. Of course, they, they they didn't. You know, they weren't going to give their... You didn't give the interim the whole thing? That's surprising. They weren't going to give the flag, flagship series uh, to the intern. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I and it, there was a lot of work put into, like, this pitch. Like, I was wrote, wrote out, like, so much stuff. But, right. Um, and... Uh, so, so all along I was trying, I was trying to, uh, to get something going, but at that point I just, um, I just started drawing and just started making up a story as I went along, mm-hmm. uh, very, very quickly drawing it as fast as I could and, um, making it up as I went. And, uh, and it was so much fun to, to do this. It was like a, it was like an adventure. It was like, um, so it, while I was doing, and I just started putting this stuff online and it, it, it became, it, what it was is a, it's a, it was a story that I'm still working on. In fact, it's what I'm working on right now. Okay. Uh, it's a, called Omniacycle and I, and it's part of what's in Packless. It's a, um, but literally it's been something that is, that I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. It's like the most pure comics making I've done. Uh, and, and I mean, at this point, I have to think ahead because uh, I have to start working towards an ending. Right. And, but, but for a long time, like I did issues and issues worth where I don't know what's happening on the next page. Right. And um, It's jazz comics. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. And, and, you know, you do, you do, you know, and, and in that way, you're, you're throwing something in there, you don't even know what it means until you figure it out later, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, uh, but, but also, without like all the planning, it, it, it's just working a lot faster, a lot looser. Um, and, it is like any mistakes that I make, they're just kind of staying in. I hardly even use a ruler drawing it. Yeah. Um, it's, it is maybe like the most, in a, in a way, it's almost me showing off the most. <laughs> okay. Because I couldn't, it couldn't look as good as it does if I hadn't put so much work 
into getting good. Right. Um, because it is, I don't, I don't use an eraser on it, you know, right. like whatever I draw, that's what it is. Gotcha. And, uh, and so, um, I have to have some confidence in it, uh, or, or just, uh, a lot of times the, the only way that I can keep going is to go like, uh, sometimes I'll get frozen up on it because I'm like, this has to be good, but I don't know how to make it good. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And, uh, the only way that I can get past it is go like, it can suck. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then it's, so like, it's okay if it sucks. And then I do it and I'm like, you know what? It doesn't suck. It's actually yeah. good. And it's, uh, yeah. it's interesting. the two things that are interesting about that is that because that, it's okay to suck is sort of like the mantra of that a writer needs when it comes to sitting down and writing something. It's okay. It, 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 it's, it's okay. It's, uh, it sucks because you can fix yeah. it. But with comic yeah. books, it's when you're drawing a comic book page, it's not exactly something you can just go, I can fix it. So your solution of fixing it is working around whatever might be, you would consider the, the weak part, the, 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 the mistake, that you made or whatever, like, Oh shoot, I did not mean that pen mark to go there. Got to figure it out, you know, just keep going. Well, I mean, there is kind of, um, you know, even it's all, it's all drawn pencil, even though I'm not erasing, right. But there is a way of, you know, even kind of futzing with a little line and making it, you know, you can, or, or you can just, scribble that part out or whatever and and i am coming back and coloring them although i'm not erasing any of the lines that i did uh there's some reshaping you can do with the get in post yeah 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 and also you know as far as like the story goes a lot of times i'm writing just the first draft of the script as i'm drawing off on another piece of paper and that's like the first draft and there's so much you can do with scripts you can change the intention of an entire scene by by changing the words that people oh, are saying. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, every every bad thing that comes back, you're like not say bad, but what you're not thrilled with, and you look at it you're like, okay, well, you have this sort of this rescue patch. Like I can mm -hmm. change with the words, and then yeah, it's so, like there, <laughs> there there is a little bit of uh, I can fix things to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I like what I think is really interesting is how you're challenging yourself within sort of a, you know, it's like okay, here are my here are my constraints, and I'm going to work in this. I'm going to work like this because rather mm -hmm. than saying I'm going to write a whole script out, and then I'm going to then pencil it and ink it and color it, like mm -hmm. that's that, you know, that you have all these stages of sort of you know of covering your own mistakes or your butt and improving as you move along through those phases but this is much more of a kind of electronic music approach you're really you re it's a really an immediate kind of uh kind of world you know that you're kind of living in when you yeah but yeah it does it 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 did help me get some more confidence yeah in writing it also kind of showed people that i could write i could make a story <laughs> happen <laughs> And uh, that led to getting, you know, some of those, uh, like an editor at Marvel who I, I, you know, I, I've let it be known, like, I would like to do more writing or if you have like some short thing, maybe I could write that, you know, and, and so doing this thing and putting it online did, uh, an editor was like, well, you know, hey, we've got this at that, the, the first thing was, uh, 
there was a spider edge of spider verse thing like uh i guess 2015 okay and uh the i what they were doing then was they were going to do these an issue with a creative team on each issue and it was going to show some different version of spider-man in a different universe okay and um and they asked me if I wanted to do one of these things, if I wanted to like make up my own Spider-Man in his own universe. Yes, please. And yeah. Yeah. So that was the first thing. And uh, I have a lot of, I have, I have some regrets about, about how it ultimately came out because I didn't, I didn't give myself enough time. You know, I bit off way more than I could chew. I was like, yes, yeah. I want to write it. I want to draw it. I want to color it. Right. And you know, I, I came, I start, you know, I start producing the artwork and, and I hadn't, I was like, it was like on a first draft of the script, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I could, I needed to work on it more. And I was kind of like, well, I'll do it. I'll do it after I get the artwork done. Right. <laughs> right. That wasn't really enough time. Uh, also, I had so many ideas. I'm like loading ideas into it that don't necessarily all fit. Yeah. There's a lot of ambition to it. And, and ultimately I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm one of these uh, artists who I, I like my old stuff because mm-hmm. uh, most of the time I don't really view it as being as being mine. I see it as being like, oh, you know, this kid, he's on to something, I think. <laughs> he's doing some good work here. I always, yeah, I look at the, I mean, like, because I think you could do two things. You could look at the, you could look at the imperfections, you know, you could look at the lack of craft mm-hmm. or whatever that, that exists at the time, but you could also look at the purity of the thing. Like the the purity of making comic books in those first six years of doing it, like there's a magic in the artwork process for the person who's doing it that you can look at and you can see it. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I do think that there's a um a healthy kind of like balance to be struck between um uh between having like a real ego and having humility. Um yeah. where um you 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 think you're you think you're really good so that you end up doing the thing like you have to believe in yourself to do it totally but then you have to be critical in your work enough to actually improve and get better right yeah sure so so, i mean if you were if you were only critical of your work you would never put you never put one foot in front of the other you would never get anything done you would never show your work to anybody because it was not good enough uh and you'd you'd be you know you'd be uh dead in the water but with and you know on the flip side of that if you're way too confident (laughs) well your work is gonna suck Uh, we've seen both of those you see those both of those people all the time yeah it it always always makes me think of like those early stages in like american idol when you see the people come in and did you ever watch that show <laughs> like when it for like a, like season one i think I, wa- I remember watching it yeah there's a lot of people that come in and they they're very convinced that they're the greatest singer sure they come in and they are dumbstruck by the fact that they're getting rejected yeah right they have like a total meltdown and it never fails they leave the room and there would be somebody out there going like oh forget those people they don't know what they're talking about yeah, you're the best those, got- they don't know you show them all. I mean, they, they, at least they have at least they have supportive people around them. I guess, which is that is a nice <laughs> thing. But they they have no internal editor. You know, there's nothing like there's nothing inside the, those people thinking, is this good? Is it? Yeah. Really? 
and like and I think you have to have that to the point where it you know it pushes you to 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 say well hey, it's not exactly good and I I've yeah. got to figure out how to solve that problem better next time. Yeah. Uh, like with your writing thing, like what what the thing was hot, yelling in my head was like, well, Dustin, this is where the editorial process comes in. Like I was here, like that's you know, like because you're just throwing all these ideas, like everything's going into this because I'm going to just show off. Yeah, but that's when the editor is like, or the producer is like, hey man, we don't need more, we don't need 17 more guitars layered in here. We can just get away with the three that we have. You know, like it's it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. just. But that's time. You know, that was your first time doing it. Like, so then when you like seven years later, you're like, you don't, you're not doing that. You're like, let me just save this and I can use it at a later date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At that time, it's like, maybe I don't get another chance to do this. Well, that's oh. yeah, the grabbing onto it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, you know, so, so I do, I do look at my stuff and I do see, what needs to be improved, but that's a problem, you know, for, for while I'm working on something, you know, I have that, 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 you know, you go on like that teeter totter or something where you're like, this sucks. I, this really sucks. And then you, you get reach a point. You're like, you know what? It's not too bad. It's kind of yeah. good. I, I, I think I like this. And then you imagine you're done and you're like, okay, this is going out. And suddenly you're imagining other people seeing you're like, it sucks. It really I think it sucks now. Sure. It's just up and down. It's, but I think that's like the key. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, you, I think you, I mean, you have to have that, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I listen, I know people who I love to death and like one of their always phrases, like yeah, I'm pretty happy with how that came out. And like, that's, that's the end of it for them. Like hmm. they, they're, they're pleased with what they did. And I'm like, and they, they've never really achieved anything sort of like in a, in a professional level, yeah. you know, you know, people aren't hiring them to do that or they're not looking for them for solutions. And it's because they don't have that internal monologue going like, you know, yeah. good yeah. for you for getting it done, but you know, maybe you could consider, you know, this, yeah. that other thing for the next time. Well, there's also those, there's also artists who I've known who just act like they hate everything they've done. Oh, sure. Right. They don't yeah. want to look at like old stuff. They don't like what they just did. Yeah. They're critical of everything. And, you know, some of these people are successful and I, and I ultimately go like, you like it though. Yeah. They got to. You, you <laughs> do. Stop lying. I'm calling Mike Mignola out as the worst actor in this whole one, because like all Mike used to ever do is he would like, he'd be hanging out, talk with them. And he's like, Oh, what? you know, and he wanted, he want to take a look at your work, you know? And so he's looking through your book and he would just, all he would say is like, Oh, you're so good. You can really draw blah, blah, blah. And yeah. not that he's saying this to me specifically, he's saying this to everyone that I've ever been around with him. And he's yeah. like, you know, and I'm like, dude, come on. We all wish we could have solved the problem the way you did. Cause it's so brilliant, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm like, you love what you do. You have to, cause you're so good at it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, False humility or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, I think there's some kind of falseness to it. But although in that scenario, I, I've had that plenty of times where, you know, you're at a convention, you're seeing other people's artwork and you just it is an insecure scenario. It, no matter how much you are very no matter how into what you do, you are. Yeah. No matter, like in that scenario, I do think you're looking at everybody else. You're seeing what you're not doing, you know? And um, 
uh, and, and it can it can get a little where you're like, you know, you're looking at some somebody's artwork. You're like, this is so good. You're mm -hmm. so good. You're really great. And, <laughs> right. and then and then like uh, later, you know, outside of that scenario, I'll return their stuff. I'm like, yeah, they're 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 OK. I was being very nice. I was yeah, being very nice. Person. Yeah. 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 I know. It's 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 it's. Thing. And listen, we also don't like I mean. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't really want to sit and hear that. Like, I don't want to sit having someone sit there just, you know, just blurting out all And Because after like the first one, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not really comfortable hearing all this sort of adulation because, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a thing. So have, have you, I, uh, pardon my ignorance, but have you written for somebody else yet? Uh, well, yeah, uh, I... Uh... I wrote, um, I kind of co-wrote a Rocksteady and Bebop stuff for IDW, mm. um, cool. which is, a, which came about in a weird, uh, I, I don't know, in a, in a way, like they were doing a, uh, a micro, this micro series where they were doing one shot issues that were the focusing on different villains. And uh, I, my buddy, was working for them drawing Ninja Turtle comics mm -hmm. and he wanted to do a micro one of these one shot issues. And he was talking to the editor about that. And we had a friend who, uh, who was a writer and they were going to do this together. And, uh, and I was excited just as being like the third, third wheel or something, just kind of going like, Oh, this will be fun. Like I can sit on the outside of this and I can throw them some ideas too, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for what they, what they're going to do with their story. And, um, uh, but that, that's, that friend sort of backed out, you know, okay. he, and I, I don't, I don't remember what the reason was, maybe he had something else going on. Uh, but then it left this, uh, this friend of mine is Ben Bates was the artist. Uh, okay. and he was sort of left with kind of like, well, okay, but I still wanted, you know, and, and, and basically I turned him like, what if we do it? Like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're kind of excited to do this thing. So, uh, we pitched, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with Ninja Turtle stuff. There's a character named Slash who's a mm, no. He's like a he's a bad turtle. Okay. And we oh, were like the oh, bad turtle. The bad turtle turtles are the worst turtles. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not nice. Uh, um, but uh, we we were like, well, they're not doing a lot with Slash. Uh, well, let's like write some a pitch for like a Slash issue. We wrote that. And they're like, oh, this is cool, but uh, we're—I don't know—we're not think we're not really wanting to do something with Slash for this. And and they're like, we're wanting to do something with Rocksteady and Bebop. Now they had not been really introduced in the comic yet. Okay. So, and we weren't even thinking of them because we figured, well, those are some may those are some top tier yeah. villains, yeah. and they're not going to let us do that. <laughs> uh, but basically, they're like, well, write a pitch for Rocksteady and Bebop. And what was great about that is that because they hadn't introduced it, we could kind of, and, and at that time, like Roxanne and Bebop had, Roxanne and Bebop had been in the cartoons and they had not been in a lot of other Ninja Turtles stories. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of room to, to interpret them, yeah. to create, uh, to create our version of them. And and we took it really seriously, you know, uh, and we uh, we we wrote that issue and uh, 
and he drew it and I drew some backgrounds. We both like colored it together. Uh, and having like a partnership there, you know, we're both kind of, we're both kind of writing and we're both kind of drawing and both kind of doing colors and stuff like that. So it was a, it was a relief to have this kind of a collaborative effort. Uh, you know, it wasn't all just on my shoulders. Sure. And uh, that issue, uh, it did well. People really liked it and they really, they were really happy with it. Despite the fact that um, at that time they were getting like, it was earlier, earlier on in the IDW run and they were still getting like heavy notes from Nickelodeon. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, so we got like a bunch of notes from Nickelodeon, like like three different people from Nickelodeon or like commenting on our thing. Yeah. And it was kind of a trial by fire on dealing with uh, on dealing with with editorial in a way. Sure. Um, everything has been easy since this point. Like this was like they were like nitpicking over, yeah. over everything. It was kind of wild. And we had to like, we had to reach this point where, where we couldn't, we couldn't do what they wanted. Like they, they were asking for changes. We're like, no, that changes everything. Like you're not, mm. you know, they're just reading this thing and having like their thoughts mm. and sure. just putting yeah. those down. Yeah. It never comes to their mind. Yeah. And I'm like, is that a note? Is that a... Well, asked me to give notes, so I'm going to give notes rather than yeah. go like, this is all right. Yeah. 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 The, I, and some of them are just like comments that you don't even know what to do with. You know, right. like, are we really doing this? Yeah. The answer well, is yeah. 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 That's what's in the script. Yeah, we're really doing yeah. that. What, yeah. what is your... Um, <laughs> so there's just a point when I turn to Ben and I'm like, you know, we're doing everything on this. We're hijacking this comic. Right. In, in the spirit of bebop and rocksteady yeah we are we are just going to we're doing the comic how we want to do it and uh you know we're, we're turning in like final versions of things and we're still getting weird notes like i thought we decided not to do this and we're like no forget that no, I, you know no it doesn't mean we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness like the editor at idw was very cool yeah liked what liked our ideas was on our side um, you know, there wasn't he, a lot that he could do in regards to them, but we ultimately made the comic how we wanted to, yeah. but, but what, what I learned from the experience was like, you know, when you're doing things in this, when you're creating, uh, for people, mm -hmm. they are going to, uh, they, they might, want a lot of changes they might want to like really control you but if you care about what that thing is you have to be able to put up a fight yeah and and you know a lot of um you know working for marvel or whatever I, you don't get a lot of like notes other than you know fitting into some continuity ideas that they have yeah. going yeah. on they're they're they are interested in in you know you being happy as a as a creator yeah. but uh but sometimes you do, you need to like, you need to fight for what you think is the thing to do. And uh, we had to fight and it was weird. It was a weird thing. Licensing books can be, licensing pro products, you know, can be, the, they're, they're tough yeah. just because there's so many more layers of people who have to be happy. I don't know. Yeah. Before that, I hadn't, I hadn't written anything for, uh, you yeah. know, this actually um, came, came just before that Spider-Man thing. Uh, but uh 
but it was a different experience uh, because I, I don't know. I, for one, I was I had a partner in in what I was doing, yeah. um, and uh, but that that like really uh, that really uh, you know after that they that did well, so they asked us to do a mini series. Oh, okay, right. And at that second time around, we were kind of expecting like that Nickelodeon thing, and it didn't happen. Nothing, yeah. They they were silent. Uh, That's great. Yeah, we we actually did two miniseries. Jeez. Uh, and I, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's really really a strange thing is that I've written eleven Rock City and Bebop comics. Yeah. And uh, and it's kind of fun because there's like a totally different fan group that mm-hmm. uh, I remember like somebody contacting me uh, where they're like. I thought you were just the writer of Rock City and Bebop. I didn't know that you drew all this stuff for Marvel. I'm like, right. that's, that's so fun. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. the interesting thing is like when you do different stuff, like you can have people interested in, in these different things and they don't, they're not exa- necessarily apples and apples of people's interests. You know, yeah. they're, they're, people are very much into the thing they're into. So, yeah. Um, and it's great that they can kind of discover that. And then like, rather, maybe they're not a big fan of whatever the stuff you do. It, maybe they're not a big fan of Marvel, but they like you. So they're mm-hmm. going to dig into that and go like, oh, I like this too. So like you kind of, you know, you're magic, Dustin. You're magic yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a magic doorway into something newer and cooler. Yeah, yeah. So what do you, what like, what can people uh What's coming out for people to, to look at? I mean, we're looking at a New Year thing for Packless, right? Yeah. 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 I, it, I'm making a deadline for you. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. If, if all goes according to plan. Nice. We love plans. Yeah. Uh, I don't like January of, of next year, I think, was uh, is the plan. But uh, right. at the very least, like early next year. And, and so then, that, that'd be through image. You're talking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. nice. Or you can see it early. If you just go to Dustin's that's right, yeah, and and give him money now, um, you could do that. Um, yeah. I, you know, again, like my, pro, I would prefer people see it in print. Uh, that's, yeah, of course, that's, that's how that is how it is intended. That's how God intended it, right? Yes. On, on the seventh day, He read comics, right? Isn't that how it goes in the Bible? I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Like that Maybe. Now. It was one of those one of those days. Maybe okay. like you did it after. Uh, yeah, it was. It was clearly it had to have been Wednesday, right? <laughs> he picked up his comics. Yeah, he picked up Wednesday. His the following Wednesday. Yeah, that's how it went. Um, that's awesome, man. Um, this worked. We actually were able to speak. Yeah, we've re- reached the end. I know it's amazing. I'm ama- it, it, yeah. it, it was it, it, no frustrations, no screaming and yelling, no smashing of computers has there even been any lag i think we're we've been pretty good i mean audio wise i've not noticed a single bit of lag so it's been pretty steady and smooth the whole time so well done yeah golf clapping all the way through um yeah keep posting keep being the jerk and posting stuff and showing off on uh twitter we 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 all i i love it i don't know i me and mark lamming we want to see that all the time that's for you guys yeah do it for us Nobody mm-hmm. else. Um, yeah, I, I really honestly can't wait for uh, the new book to start, come out. And uh, thanks. Yeah, and you got stuff brewing for more uh, turtles stuff. Uh, no, I kind of the eleven issues was kind of enough for me. Okay. 
if they pushed, if they were like, you want to do more, the, the only idea that I had during that time is uh, when they, they did a crossovers with crossover with Ninja Turtles and Batman. They did a couple. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I wanted to crossover do like just maybe an issue of Rock City Bebop and Lobo. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd yeah, be fun. Be, I'd want it to get really violent. I would be like old school, like, uh, you know, back when uh, Simon Bisley was drawing that shit. Sure. That'd be dope. Yeah, I'd love mm-hmm. it. Love it. All right. And then uh, any you have other stuff. I'm, I'm assume you have things in the pipeline that you're sort of some covers. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm still I still do some covers for uh, for Marvel. I'm working on some uh, some covers for another uh, like a, a run of uh, what is Strange Academy. OK, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing the uh, trading card variant covers. Have you seen the trading card variant covers where they make the idea? I love it. They they make a a variant cover that looks like an old trading card and they get some, you know, so yeah, it'll be like a series one Marvel trading card. So you're going to relive your childhood now on the covers. It's, uh, this is uh, totally in my wheelhouse. I can do it. You got to draw it like as if it was 1992. Well, I'm, I'm not doing that, but I am. I am drawing it as slight at a slightly reduced size because I think, um, you know, of course those are the artwork for those cards is drawn smaller. Yeah, I think not drawn eleven by seventeen. Artwork, yeah, we did the artwork like that big. It wasn't that big for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm drawing it uh, at about print size. Hmm. Uh, is how I'm doing it. But okay. I've, I've, they've, they've done some other uh, variant covers of these trading card covers with other artists and my criticism has been like it doesn't look like card art nice it looks like happen dude i can't wait all right well uh this is fantastic man i really appreciate you taking the time yeah it's fun yeah man and uh yeah go to go to find dustin dustin weaver 12 twitter he's out (laughs) there doing the thing um yeah until next week everyone bye-bye and uh make